You're listening to Human Faces with me, Suda. I'm going to be exploring the psychology behind our face and how it has the power to change our lives. So stay tuned and stay connected. Hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Human Faces. I am so excited about my guest today. I'm here with the lovely, most beautiful Pippa Solhara. Um, I know Pippa for quite a few years now. Um, So just to fill you in, Pippa is a um, dentist and facial aesthetician, which basically means not only does she do your high street dentistry, makes your smile beautiful, gives you that gorgeous straight teeth, white smile that you've been chasing, but also she does a lot of Botox and filler work. So I thought she's perfect person to come here today and talk to us about who gets the Botox and fillers, how does it work, why does it work, and why is everyone talking about it? So to tell you a bit more about Pippa, she's originally from Australia, but she's a now become, um, well, we've basically taken over her and she's moved to the UK and we're going to keep her here forever. Um, Her background before dentistry is even more interesting. She studied human genetics and then her master's is in the forensic study of ancient Egyptian skulls. So I think that should be a different podcast on another day, really. Um, And then uh, after that, she went on to study dentistry at King's and that leads us to here today. Did I get all that right? You did. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. So I guess the, the question, the reason I wanted to bring you here is because everyone has, you, I think you've either had Botox and fillers, so you know, uh, you, you kind of understand the myth behind it because you've seen the other side. But for everyone else, it's this whole, there's this whole myth around it. Who's getting it? We all have these ideas of these like, very obvious looking faces from celebrities who've had it and it's gone terribly wrong. Um, But I guess you're doing it on real people in the real world. So who is getting the Botox and fillers? You'd be really surprised, actually. If you walk down the street, if you talk to your friends who might not always tell you whether they've had it done, but there are a lot of people out there who are having it done and you won't know about it. People are after a different thing. A lot of people, especially the ones you don't know about, are the ones that want really, really minimal, natural-looking effects. And those people, you cannot tell it's been done. If you can see it, it's not done well. But unfortunately, especially in our celebrity culture now, we do have a lot of people who are going to extremes, who are taking things too far. That's when you start to see those puffed out faces, um, those big uh, pout lips that are very, very easy um, to spot. Why are they going for that look? Surprisingly, a lot of people want that look. I get people coming to me saying, I want a big duck lip. And you say, really? You you want that? Yep. It's something that people are after now. But there's still, I would say, the majority of people getting it done now, the ones that you don't see, the ones that want it really minimal. And a lot of people are having it done. Why would you want the big duck lips? Why would you want to be orange? (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. I just always thought, you know, the celebrities would know better. They would go to the (laughs) right people, get the right stuff done. But... 
You do see these horror stories, don't you? You do. I mean, look at some of the, the dentistry that's out there as well that, that a lot of people can relate to. You see people with these Simon Cowell fluorescent white teeth that are too big for their faces or just look absolutely ridiculous. But again, people want that. There, there seems to be a big line between people who want the best looking natural style beauty and then those people that essentially want to show what they've had done. It's a status symbol, isn't it? It it's really like, is. Look at me. I can afford it. I've had the Botox and fillers and the huge teeth. Yeah. Um, but then, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to look like that. Good. But <laughs> Yeah. But there are plenty of people who do. Um, so is it like... Is it mostly women or men who get Botox and the fillers? And You'd be surprised. Um, it is the majority women that I see in my patients, but I do have plenty of men that have treatments done. Often it's slightly different treatments that get done. People don't realize that aside from your Botox that you can have, especially in your you know forehead, frown, around your eyes, crow's feet, and the fillers, most people know about the lips, there are plenty other areas that you can have done. Uh, for example, the, the biggest uptake I would say in my male clients is actually having Botox underneath the armpits. And that can actually help to prevent sweating and smelling for sometimes between six to 12 months. So that is incredible. It's amazing. Um, and especially a lot of people, um, athletes, people doing a lot of sport or people that just get really sick of sweating through their work shirts. That's a really big um, How many injections is that to do in the armpits? There are quite a lot of injections. Usually it's about 20 injections per armpit, but they are so small and so superficial that you virtually feel nothing. It doesn't take long at all, and the results are just amazing. You know, it's, it's something that can change people's lives. I have patients who sweat profusely and get really embarrassed about being able to wear anything that has mm. sleeves so to be able to do that and not yeah. have to worry about it can really change someone's life of course and like do you get a lot of people who um don't have wrinkles but they have the botox to prevent wrinkles in the future is that a thing it is a thing we tend to call it either preventative botox or what people like to say is baby botox um and the idea is that the wrinkles that we get in our face, we get them because over time our skin loses some of its plumpness, some of its elasticity, but also because we're using these muscles over and over again for many, many years, you essentially get that little bit of muscle memory as well. So the idea of the baby Botox is to start going in there at very, very small amounts, reducing the amount that those muscles work from now so that we prevent getting those wrinkles long term. And studies have shown that if we do have Botox regularly, usually around every three months for about two years, you'll start to need a lot less Botox and your effects will last for a lot longer. And these can still be really natural looking effects, not those ridiculously overdone looks that so you see. So how old are the, is the baby Botox group? Um, so it really varies. I mean, we don't offer Botox or fillers to anyone under the age of 18, but you don't tend to see people coming in for Botox usually until about mid-30s onwards, but I would tend to say it's usually 30 to 40. We have a lot of people coming in for, for the early baby Botox. What, why, what's happening in that time? Why are people coming in that age group? We're getting wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> so the wrinkles are starting. Yeah, they're starting. It tends to be, you know, a lot of people, they get to the 30 mark, they start to see things a bit more. What people find is 
when you're younger, a lot of people will have lines that they uh, that you see when they express. So when they raise their eyebrows, when they smile, you see some lines and they are natural. But as we get a bit older, often around the 30s, we start to see lines that we get when we're not expressing. So if you look around, if you look to people next to you, you might see that when their face is blank, they don't show any lines. When they smile, they do. Yeah. Um, or you'll see some people, they start to get those lines across their forehead, even when they're relaxing and that tends to be when people like to come in and and start to see those changes there yeah and I completely understand what you mean I think the face is a big component is it communicates what you're feeling definitely all those non-verbal cues about what you're thinking what you're interested in and I think I could see how if you have those resting lines that can kind of get in the way of the communication. It can, it really can. Um, But on the other side, you know, if you have too much um, Botox there, then you can find that you can't fully express yourself. So it is is a fine line between them. Um, But I, I think people find that once they start getting those lines when they're not expressing, that starts to be when it ages your face quite a bit more. When it's just expression, it's not something that we actually perceive as aging. So it's not until we start to get those resting Do you think it's a good thing that there's so much of this Botox and fillers going on? I think it depends. It depends on the people that are having it done. For some people, it can be great. You know, the smallest things can boost your confidence. People say that there's no need to inject Botox or fillers, and yet they'll leave the house every day with a full face of makeup, mascara, hair done. You know, it's it's a similar idea. It's something that's very safe. We've been using it for many, many years, um, and it is the same essentially as putting on makeup what it does for you for your self-confidence and how it makes you feel when you're out and about same with fillers especially you know a lot of we do get quite younger clients coming in for fillers uh, for the lips especially that's that's the most popular area and um, a lot of those people it's not about resting lines it's not about aging the face it's about enhancing their their natural beauty or their unnatural beauty as such Um, So it's, again, the same thing as putting on makeup. They want to make themselves look better day to day. And that's what they perceive as looking better. Do people think like, do people come to you with like a photo and say, hey, I want to have like her lips? And do you think people have the same idea of beauty or is everyone requesting something different? So it really depends. Everyone has a slightly different idea of beauty, but you do tend to see quite big trends. So with lips, people tend to think, Slightly bigger is better, though like we said before, some people think keep going, the bigger the better, whereas a lot of people would want to stop at a point that still looks natural. Um, I don't usually have people coming in saying they want to look like something, but I will often have people coming in saying I do not want to end up looking like that. Uh, But people's perception of beauty really, really varies. Um, Most people, in terms of lips, it's about making them look more plump and bigger. And also with ageing to just reduce those fine lines. Um, But most people will come in saying they just want something very minimal, something very natural. And that's what we always do for our first-time patients. A lot of people won't do that, but... I think if you're having treatment for the first time, you've got to go small, try it out, see what you like. But nearly every person comes back wanting more, even if that's not what they originally wanted. Really? Do you like, so when after you finish the treatment, people look at themselves in the mirror for the first time 
for their first treatment, what is what's often the reaction? So it's funny, with fillers, you see the results immediately. However, because it is an injection and you're putting something else into your lips, you do have quite a bit of swelling at the time. We also use a filler that has some local anesthetic in there, so it numbs up the lips. And if you've ever had something numbed up before, you'll know that it feels very, yes. very swollen. Okay, yeah. So if I've done someone's lips for the first time, we've done something really, really minimal, because their lips are numb, they'll feel swollen. And when you look in the mirror and you see the difference, obviously they're red and swollen as yep. it is as well. People always freak out. The first <laughs> time they have it done, they absolutely freak out. And that's part of the reason why I always go small at first. You've always explained to them, you know, it will be a bit swollen. It will be a bit red. Usually takes a couple days to settle. And then I get that phone call. Oh my God, I want them bigger like they were at the start. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, you do find people coming back wanting a bit more, but I think you need to get over that initial shock with the fillers. With the Botox, it's a little bit different. It does take a couple weeks to see the full effect of the Botox treatment. And that happens very gradually. So you don't kind of get that initial shock effect. But I do see people coming in saying, I just want something really minimal. I still want to be able to express. I want to be able to show some lines. Yeah. Um, and you do something very minimal and they will come back. Because good Botox doesn't mean that your face goes blank. No, not at all. You should still be able to ha- express and have the right amount of movements, but just not so much of the wrinkles. Exactly. But like I said, often people come in wanting that and then they'll come back saying, oh, No, I can see something when I move. Get rid of it all. Oh, really? (laughs) Definitely. What I would say is if you're going to try it for the first time, try it small, see how it is, give yourself some thinking time before you go back again. So you mentioned about how people's confidence is better, almost like wearing Mm -hmm. makeup. Um, How else are people telling you that it's improving their quality of life? Well... Botox and fillers are not just cosmetic as well. We get a lot of patients, for example, in dentistry, people who are clenching or grinding their teeth, who are getting a lot of jaw pain, a lot of face pain and headaches, that conventional treatments for that hasn't helped. You can actually put Botox into your masseters, which are your jaw muscles on either side. And putting them in there helps to to reduce the effect of those jaw muscles so it can stop you clenching and grinding. This can have a huge impact on people's lives. There are people having constant headaches, constant pain, struggling to eat and talk, and you can completely take that away in a couple safe injections. So there are things as well as cosmetics that can really help. Um, But on the side of cosmetics, some things actually go hand in hand with dentistry. So it's not just about people wanting more plump lips. You can have people who, when they smile, their top lip comes up very high, has a very high smile line, and they show a lot of gum. They can be a bit embarrassed to smile sometimes. And a combination of Botox and fillers can actually help to, to bring that down, to cover the gum over and give someone a much more cosmetically... Uh, wanted smile essentially so there are various different things you can do besides just the wrinkle treatment so they can have a huge impact I guess also I think for people who have like uh, the let's say brackets normal face or Mm -hmm. all the features that we would expect on a face they might not appreciate what it's like to not have those things yeah and I think there's a lot of studies that have shown that if you have a more symmetrical face or a more aesthetic face, you're going to be more successful in life, you're going to mm-hmm. do better at the job interviews. 
there's um have you had any like stories like that from people definitely um you get people who really feel like something about their face is negatively impacting their life and one of the problems is even if having a more cosmetic face or acceptable uh, perfect face can get you further in life the biggest challenge to overcome is how you feel about your face and a lot of people can't get over that there's something they really aren't happy with it stops them from smiling it stops them from talking to people being able to change that can make a huge difference and like you said before having a symmetrical face is deemed to be the most pleasing aesthetically so you'll get a lot of people that have quite obvious asymmetry of their face and it can really impact them so for example um, certain people you know if they've had a stroke or they've had problems or some sort of nerve damage where they can have um, you know maybe drooping of their mouth drooping of their cheek or even people that have natural asymmetries like that there are things that we can do to um, you know even that out a little bit we can't work wonders with uh with botox and fillers but you can make a real difference to improve the symmetry and to improve people's confidence in their own face yeah i think that's really important i think a lot of people think that it's um al- already aesthetically beautiful people trying to look almost freakish which yeah. is what we're talking about at the beginning <laughs> but actually there's a lot of people who have um disfigurements that is, mm-hmm. are fixed like this or psychologically they feel burdened by the way they look and this can alleviate it although Mm -hmm. there's a little fine line and i'm not ever sure where that line is between body dysmorphic disorder and people who just want to look a bit better i don't know what where do you draw the line what do you think the line is so this is one of the hardest parts of our job because you have people coming in patients coming in who you've never met before you have to do a consultation with them, um, which usually lasts around half an hour. And in that time, you have to try and figure out whether they are just looking for a little bit of enhancement, help with aesthetics, or whether they do have body dysmorphia issues. We cannot treat patients with body dysmorphia issues for things like Botox and fillers. It goes against all ethics the problem is that can be so hard to spot and people are masters at hiding this from other people some of the most confident people out there are some of the people with the biggest um, self-esteem issues Mm. so trying to spot this can be really hard so finding where to draw the line there's definitely people who will come back wanting more and more every time like we said i tend to start very very small so i would expect people to want a little bit more maybe next time but the people that you have coming back and back wanting more and more to the point where their faces do not look natural anymore they're actively trying to look like something unhuman yes that's where you've really got to think you know is this the right thing is you know no matter how you have to refuse you have to refuse to treat them and sit down and explain why and discuss it with them some people will just go elsewhere and find treatment elsewhere um, which unfortunately is still available um, but it's always best to have that chat with them and think about you know why they want to get to that point what can be done to maybe deal with those Issues. Do you have um have you come across any other telltale signs? Um so you get people that will have often um body dysmorphia comes with um various different 
different uh, it will manifest itself in various different ways so you'll get people coming in that um, looking very ill visibly um, very underweight um, and what you can do is actually some of the questions you ask people some of the ways that you discuss certain topics even just having a general chat you do start to see some of those little telltale signs coming out um, especially you know if you start talking about uh, my favorite question is is sitting people down and saying what are you unhappy about and what do you want to do about this and you can often tell through this people who just seem to be unhappy with everything mm. or you can identify that no matter what you do there will still be something that they're unhappy with and what are the options for treatment for these patients for these psychological issues I think when it when you realize that it's it's a psychological issue underlying it's time that you look at not treating things aesthetically and maybe look at treating things in a psychological manner so seeing if they would benefit from some talking therapy cbt um or even just going to see their doctor and seeing what options they are because a lot of people have just not explored the idea of speaking to people some people real don't realize that anything's wrong and they think that their perception of themselves and their ideals and goals are perfectly normal and within acceptable limits so sometimes it's just about um making sure that they realize there is a problem and where they can find help and how big is the problem because i mean i feel like the news is telling me that everyone has this problem everyone who has any aesthetic surgery has body dysmorphic disorder do you um how often do you come across it it's tough i would say Severe body dysmorphia is, I haven't come across a lot, but nowadays you do tend to see, I would say, most people I meet, whether it be patients, friends, most people will have things about them they really don't like, things that they would happily change and might actively be seeking to change. Um, and so many people nowadays have issues with self-esteem or confidence um, or some sort of body issue. I think nowadays we have a huge problem with what's portrayed in the media, what we see in magazines and on TV. And luckily in the last few years, people have really started picking up on that and looking at where we're going wrong and whether we can change that. But nowadays, looking on the TV, looking in magazines, all you see are stick thin models in perfect proportions. You know, if they did have any wrinkles or thin lips before, that's already been sorted out. So it gives people the idea that that is the norm and that's what we should be doing. You know, the other, the other side of that argument is the media argues that they're just representing the social trends rather than setting them. And it's difficult to know which is a chicken and the egg. And part of me thinks, have we always been concerned about the way we look, but now we live in a society where it's okay to communicate it and then it's okay for the media to then broadcast everyone's concerns, almost like amplifying it. Um, and obviously a little degree of being unhappy is normal because as you said, we all have it. And Definitely. it's the point where it gets in the way of your life that it becomes a problem. But I'm glad to hear you're saying that you don't see many people with... You're not re you're not saying no to many people and sending them back to their GPs. I'm definitely saying no to a lot of people, um, but often that tends to be people who have had a lot of treatment before and just want to keep going bigger and bigger. So, what percentage of your patients do you think fill that? Um, the people that come to see me, 
I don't know, or inquire maybe five to ten percent. But I'm very strong on um, making sure that people are aware that I am looking at only doing very natural looking enhancements. Mm. I don't have any pictures up where I've got people with huge lips, orange faces. And why do you not? Why do you want to give that? Why do you not? If someone wants that and they don't have body dysmorphic disorder, they just think that looks gorgeous. If people want that, then they can by all means go for it. (laughs) But unfortunately, they will have to find someone else for that. It's just a personal choice. I mean, I'm very much of a believer that, yes, okay, there's things that we want to change. There are things that we can do now to enhance those things. But I like natural beauty. Um, And while natural looking beauty is not always completely natural, Personally, that's the look that I prefer and that's what I want to give my patients. So I actively only seek out people who are after that. So if patients come to me and they want something very different from that, I will recommend that they find another practitioner um, and explain to them why so they are aware. But I do very much um, like to try and keep things natural looking and discreet. So basically, if you're walking down the street and you don't think the person walking past you has had any treatment, but they're looking gorgeous, they may well be one of Pippa's they patients. Could have, yes. <laughs> but if it looks obvious, it's definitely not done here. <laughs> Um, so if you want some more information about Botox and fillers, go check out the website. And if you have any questions, post them on the website. We'll uh, put them all to Pippa and we can get some answers either via the website or we'll bring her back in one day. Sounds and great. hear a bit more about this forensic study of ancient Egyptian <laughs> skulls. I think there's, there's, it's got to be a gold mine. I think they're going to get loads of stuff out of that one. But thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.